We are honored this morning to have uh, our friends. My wife has already started the introduction earlier in the service today. Brother and Sister Parkey came to Indiana from California and uh, pastored down in the Bloomington area. And we met while they were here in the Indiana district, became friends. It's just so much enjoyed being around them. Their ministry has taken them to, Na to Na I almost said Nashville, and uh, to Memphis, Tennessee. And they are doing a, just a wonderful work there. And God is blessing, and the church is doing tremendous under their leadership. They had to come back to Indiana to do an installation service in the Bloomington area last night. And uh, when we heard that they were here, uh, we wrote them, brought them here, tied them, and would not let them go back to Memphis until they came and preached in Frankfurt. And so we're honored to have Brother and Sister Parkey with us this morning. And we're going to be blessed by their ministry. We want I've already told him that we're going to stay with him. I've taken a little extra time doing a couple of other things this morning. We want him to take his liberty today, and we, we don't want her to feel any pressure. We want her to sing and them just to bless us this morning, and we're going to see God move and do wonderful things today. Would you put your hands together and welcome Brother and Sister Parkey as they come to minister. Welcome to Frankfort, Indiana. God bless you. Glad to have you. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. How many is glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Well, that was pretty good. How many is glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Come on, let the redeemed of the Lord say so today. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. What a privilege and a delight to be here at this great church. And before we even pulled on the parking lot, the premises, just to see the excellence and the people that are working and smiling and just uh, making everything so great. And this is our first opportunity to be here and I want to tell you, we just kind of feel at home. I heard a story about a man they discovered on a desert island. When they found him there by himself, he had three huts on the island. And uh, curiously, they asked, they said, what is that hut over there? And he said, well, that's the house that I live in. And uh, they pointed to the second hut and said, well, what is that over there? And he said, well, that's the church that I go to. And curiously, they said, well, what is that third hut over there? And he said, well, that's the church I used to go to. That's my other church. Well, I feel like I'm at my other church today here because I feel at home today. Amen. God is so good. I feel the presence of the Lord in this place today. There is, there is so much potential that is in this service because God's here. And where God is, anything is possible. I thought as we were praying even for this prayer cloth, I remember a service that we had that uh, I felt impressed to pray over prayer clause, and it ended up becoming something that we do often in our service. And, and uh, we believe because we've seen miracles happen. I prayed for a prayer cloth. We had a man that was in the hospital. He had, a, uh, had already gone in for a heart angiogram, and they had discovered blockage in his heart, was prepared to have surgery the next day. We prayed over a prayer cloth for him. They took it to him, laid it on his chest. He slept with it that night. They went in to do the operation. When they got in, there was no blockage. They just backed out. God had touched him. God had healed him. Hallelujah. That same night, we had another young lady that had been stricken with Bell's palsy, and her face had just uh, been drawn, and as a young lady was embarrassed even to, to come out in, in public because of the, face, the fact that her face had just been disfigured. But we prayed over a prayer cloth. They went. They stuck it in her pillow that night. She slept on it that night. She woke up the next morning. God had completely touched her. God had completely healed her. 
Amen. I tell you that to just strengthen your faith to say God is able to do anything. I don't care how bad it looks. I don't care how far it's gone. I've got a God that's able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Could we just lift our hands in the presence of the Lord right now? I feel faith rising. I feel an expectation of what God wants to do here today. If you've come with a need, you've come with a circumstance, you've come with something today, I want to tell you I've got a God that is able to touch it. So glad to have my wife here, and I want her to come and greet you. And uh, we're so privileged to be here with our friends. Do you realize how blessed you are to have the ministry that you have? I'm telling you, I go a lot of places, travel a lot of places. This church is blessed, and we're so honored, amen, to be with our great friends. Sister Parkey. Praise the Lord. I echo my husband and just say this morning we feel at home, and we're happy to be here. And the Jordans, you know, there's just people that you meet, and you just make that automatic connection with. And that's how I felt. Sister Jordan and I, the first time we met, people thought we looked alike. So I thought that was a great compliment, so I said, yes, I think we do. So, But you have a beautiful pastor's wife and an awesome pastor and these fine young men that you have, and, and I salute them today. And I love PKs. I have a heart for PKs because I am one, and um, I have four of them. So I kind of like them. But um, this morning, uh, as, we, as we drove in, as my husband said, just a beautiful, you know, there was four burly men met us at the door and parked our car. And, and just the excellence I see around here, the coffee and the fellowship and just a spirit of friendliness and fellowship. And you, you don't get that everywhere. So I'm going to just state it because I know we've been a part of our, our church in California, even our church in Memphis, great churches that have that feeling. But it's not everywhere. It's not. So don't take it for granted. You're blessed, man. You're blessed. We serve an awesome God today. And this song I'm going to sing, and Salmon, I told her six, but I'm going to do one on there. And this song has just kind of been my anthem for a lot of years, and it's the way that I feel. Because in this life, we could seek after many things. And I've gone to school and have an education, and I've worked some secular jobs, and my children, I've encouraged them to be in college and go to school. I have two graduating this coming year from college and two in high school. I want them to be educated. I want them to be successful people. But more than I want anything like that for their life, I want them to live for God and love God first and have him first. So before we seek anything in this world, we've got to seek him first. And the Bible says, and then these things will be added unto us. And so if we'll seek him first, he'll give us the desires of our heart. He'll give us the things that we seek after. Worship with me as I sing, I just want you. I could have fortune and fame, go anywhere, do anything, but oh God, I just want you. And I could search for earthly things to satisfy my every need, but oh God, I just want you. 
want you and I just want you I just want you Lord I just want to live in your presence every day I lay down my will and my selfish desires and Lord whatever it takes father that's what i'll do because i just want you do you feel that way this morning oh i need you lord standing in this holy place i only long to seek your face oh god i just want you Lord, can you feel the passion in my heart to be close to where you are? Oh, God, I just want you, and I just want you, I just want you, Lord, I just want to live in your presence. Every day I lay down my will and my selfish desire. And Lord, whatever, whatever it takes, Father, that's what I'll do. Because I just want you. I just want you, I just want you, and I just want to live in your presence every day. Why don't you just lift a hand and tell him, God, I need you, Lord, every hour, Lord, every day, Lord, from the rising of the sun, Lord, to the going down of the same God. I need you, Lord. I can't make it without you, Lord. I just want you, Lord.
Amen. Why don't we lift our hands all across this building this morning? Amen. Why don't you just with a fresh hunger and desire say, God, I want you. They that hunger and thirst after righteousness are going to be filled. If you've come hungry for him and you've come thirsty for him today, amen, God wants to fill you in this place. Amen. I want to turn your attention to Psalm 118, verse number 24, then also reading from Genesis chapter 1. And uh, if it's your custom to stand for the reading of the word, that would be fine. Amen. And uh, God is so good. And I believe that in this service today that God wants to touch someone. I believe that you can leave differently than the way that you came. If you have an attitude and a hunger and desire for him, he's ready to meet you at the point of your need. And uh, I am a preacher and a pastor. I've been preaching and pastoring for quite a few years. And so when I come to a pulpit, it's not a matter of whether I have something to say. But my heart and desire is always, God, I want to be in the flow of your spirit. And I want to not just preach a message and preach a sermon to impress, but I want to, to flow with where God is leading in this service today. So I will just preface that whenever the waters are troubled in this service today and you feel like responding, you feel like faith, that's the purpose of the Word of God is to bring faith into our heart, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So we have to have faith. And I believe in the hour that we're living, the enemy's doing everything that he can to discredit the Word of God, to discredit even the man of God. But if we've ever needed preaching, if we've ever needed the Word of God, we need it today. We've ever needed the Word of God, needed the man of God, needed the presence of God. We need it today. Amen. This scripture has already been quoted today, and I've just received it as a confirmation by your pastor's wife. And I don't know that I've ever been to a Sunday morning service that this scripture has not been mentioned or quoted. But I, I hope the Lord will help us to bring just a, a new revelation that when we say this scripture... We will not just float over it, we will not just pass over it, but we will say it with understanding and we'll say it with a fresh faith. Psalm 118, verse number 24, this is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Why don't we just repeat it together? This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I want to just entitle this today, The Day That the Lord Hath Made. The Day That the Lord Hath Made. This is the day that the Lord hath made, and because He's made it, there, the, the possibility and the potential for Him to do incredible things is resident in this day. So why not just with a fresh faith, we lift our hands and ask God to anoint us today anoint his word anew and afresh to our ears and that we would have ears to hear, amen, what the Lord would say to us today. Lord, in Jesus' name, God, I thank you for what I feel and sense in this place today. I know that you've come to do the miraculous. Lord, this is the day that you have made. And not only are we going to rejoice and be glad in it, but Lord, we know that you're going to work, that you're going to move, and God, that you're going to, to, to operate even in this place today. And we're going to leave different in the way that we came. Could you put your hands together and just give the Lord a hand clap of praise? 
Hallelujah. Amen. Turn to somebody and say, this is the day that the Lord hath made. You may be seated. I don't intend to take a long time, but I, I want us for us to understand the, the, the meaning of this is the day that the Lord hath made. I want us to go back to Genesis chapter 1, and I'm going to take a little time to read this because I want us to, to grasp and understand what happens in a day that the Lord hath made. Genesis chapter 1 says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. Everybody say that. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, let there be firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters that were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so, and God called the firmament heaven. And the evening and the morning were the second day. On the first day, he created light. On the second day, he created atmosphere above, and he created atmosphere beneath. He created heaven and the atmosphere that was above and the atmosphere that was beneath. And then God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so, and God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called he seas, and God saw that it was good. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, and the earth yielding seed, and the fruit trees yielding fruit upon after his kind, whose seed in, is in itself upon the earth. And it was so, and the earth brought forth grass, and the herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good, and the evening and the morning were the third day. I won't take the time to continue on, but as we begin to see God in creation, that He begins to create, and He begins to create atmosphere, and He begins to create light, He begins to create uh, things that, an atmosphere above and an atmosphere beneath, and then He creates the earth, and He creates the ground, and what God is doing is He's forming something in that day. And what He's doing is He's creating an atmosphere for what He's going to create in the next three days. Because what we see is what God forms, He begins to fill. And what God begins to prepare. This is the day that the Lord hath made. The evening and the morning were the first day. You know what? We, we wake up sometimes in the morning and, and we're, we're conscious of what, what day it is. And we may even ask, what, what is today? And we've got Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, a bad day, a good day, a work day. Uh, a sick day, a personal day, a vacation day, somebody say hallelujah, a wedding day, a down day, a relaxed day, a honeydew day, anybody have those, a hunting day, all you hunters, a holiday, a birthday, a long day, a short day, a rainy day, a beautiful day, a travel day, a payday, a tax day, a veterans day, a president's day, a school day, a lazy day, a golf day, a hay day, a groundhog day, a memorial day, a labor day, and you ladies, a shopping day. A cold day here in Indiana, 
that we have today. But I want to just proclaim to you that every day is God's day. The devil doesn't have a day. I don't read anywhere that the devil has created a day. Everything that I see is God created those days. And so I want us to understand and rejoice in the fact today that this is the day that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I want to tell somebody that today is the day of salvation. Today is a day of miracles. Today is a day of provision. Today is a day of increase. Today is a day of God's faithfulness to you. And when you quote that scripture and you understand, and I, I, I'm really going quickly and not taking the time to delve in to everything, but if God in one day could speak light into existence and God in one day could speak heavens and speak atmosphere on the ground and what he was doing he was creating an atmosphere for birds to fly in and he was creating an atmosphere for animals to live in and creating everything that was going to sustain them and it was the evening and the morning was the first day sometimes we go through our day and we see things that we don't like or maybe we feel like we're living in darkness or we're feeling like we live in a, in a time that maybe God is not moving but what God is doing is he's forming something and he's getting ready to fill it and I don't care what you're facing and what it looks like. It may even look dark outside. But what I want to tell you is that the evening and the morning were the first day. See, we start in the day. And, we, and our, our day starts in the morning. And it starts when the sun comes up. But God works differently. The evening and the morning were the first day. Do you know when the clock strikes 12.01? after midnight that it begins a brand new day and sometimes when we're looking around our situation looks dark and maybe there's things that we don't understand but hang on when it's dark and void the spirit of God can begin to move over whatever it is that you're facing and the spirit of God can begin to hover over all you need today is for the spirit of God to move in your situation Come on, somebody needs to respond in faith today and say, hey, it may look dark in my situation. It may look black in my situation, but this is the day that the Lord hath made and he moves from darkness to light. And you know what? Weeping may endure for the night, but joy is getting ready to come in the morning. Come on, because this is the day that the Lord hath made. Something can begin to turn around in your situation. All God has to do is speak the word and say, let there be light, and there's going to be light. Come on, don't let your situation overwhelm you, but you need to begin to reclaim in faith. Come on, it may be dark on the outside, but God's getting ready to show up in my world. Come on, let's give God some praise right now. Hallelujah. You know what? There's never been a day of my life that the sun hasn't come up. I, I don't worry about it. I have faith that the sun is going to come up. And you see, the sun is part of God's creation. It was something that he spoke light. And then on the third day, he created the sun, moon, and the stars. If you begin to look at it, what he did in the first three days, the next three days correlate with what he formed, he began to feel. When he created light, it wasn't until the third day that he began to put the sun, the moon, and the stars. And then on the, the second day, he created atmosphere in the heavens, and he created atmosphere on the earth. And then on the fourth day, which co coincides with that second day, he put birds in the air, and he put fish in the sea. 
And then he created dry ground. And after he created dry ground, he began to create every creeping thing and everything that it needed to sustain itself, the fruit of the trees and the herb of the field, everything that, that what he was getting ready to create, he was forming, he was, he was placing something there that was going to sustain what he was going to create. And see, sometimes we don't realize that God is working in our situation because it looks dark and it looks black and it looks bleak, but hang on. This is the day that the Lord hath made. And you know what? God sees the end from the beginning. And he works from darkness to light. And what we don't see, he sees. Because he sees the end from the beginning. So somebody needs to respond in faith today. When you say this is the day that the Lord hath made, you are unlocking all kinds of creative power that God has. You're unlocking potential. You're unlocking God's ability to move in your situation. So it's not just a passe thing that we say on a Sunday morning but when you say this is the day that the Lord hath made you're releasing the possibility for God to move in your situation I don't care how black it is or how bleak it is come on you need to respond in faith today well let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise today As I mentioned, we don't worry about the sun coming up. That's God's creation. From the rising of the sun until the going down of the same, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Well, let me just ask you a question. Should we have more faith in the creation than we do in the creator? The sun speaks of God's faithfulness, and every time it comes up, we, we, we recognize that and it's amazing how God has orchestrated our universe. And I read an article recently where there was a, a, a telescope or satellite that had gone by maybe Pluto. And it had taken them, I believe it was nine years for them just to get there to take pictures. And they were going to have just a short opportunity to go by and take these pictures. It took them nine years to get there. God spoke it into existence in one day. When the sun comes up from the rising of the sun to the going, I'm not going to have more faith in his creation than I do in the creator. And if God can speak the sun and make it come up every morning and go down in the evening and, and the sun really never sets while it's dark to you, it's light somewhere else. And while you're in darkness and you're sleeping, it, it, it's coming up on, on the other side of the earth somewhere. It's always day in God's economy. You know what? Don't, don't fret. Don't worry about what you see. Weeping endures for a night. But joy is coming in the morning come on you may be in a night season but you know what it may be 1201 but you need to start lifting your hands and say hey something's getting ready to change something's getting ready to move something's getting ready to change in the atmosphere of my situation why because this is the day that the Lord hath made I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it you know what God is, has designed and Every day, I love the scripture that says his mercies are new every morning. The Bible says it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. I'm glad for the opportunity to be in the house of the Lord because today, because it's a new day. It's a fresh day. I don't care what's happened in the past. I don't care what mistakes have been made. I don't care. Sometimes we get so caught up in the past that we can never embrace the future. 
And when the sun goes down, you can't do anything about yesterday. Hello? We can't do anything about the mistakes of yesterday. We can't do anything about the history of yesterday. We can learn from it, but we have to move on from it. Sometimes the I, I feel like just encouraging somebody. Sometimes we get so lo- locked up in what has happened. We get so locked up in what, what has happened to us or what somebody has done to us or, or, or what, what mistakes we have made or what mistakes somebody else has made. But I feel like telling this church this is a brand new day of opportunity. It's a brand new day of opportunity. I'm so excited to to hear of the things that are taking place and the things that are happening and and, and the vision that is being cast. And I want to just encourage this church, get get a part of the vision because it's a brand new day. We're possessing our promises. It doesn't matter what's happened in the wilderness. The children of Israel, it took them 40 years. To go what should have been an 11-day journey. Think about it. 40 years to go what should have been an 11-day journey. You know what? When, when can we finally come to the opportunity? When can we finally say it's a new day? When can we finally let bygones be bygones and let the past be the past and rise up with a fresh vision? The sun is coming up on this church. Darkness has ended. And God is saying it's a brand new day of opportunity. This is a day that the Lord hath made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. God's been forming some things in the darkness. But I believe that God's getting ready to feel what he's been forming. And somebody needs to stand in faith. Somebody needs to receive in faith and say, hey, I want to go into the promised land. I want to see the new day that God has planned and destined. Hallelujah. Paul said it this way, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth under those things which are before. How many is ready to go forward into what God has for us? Hallelujah. Somebody needs to quit beating yourself up over past mistakes. His mercies are new every morning. Isaiah said, remember you not the former things, and neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall you not know it. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. It's a new day. Turn to somebody and say, it's a new day. Come on, this is a new day of opportunity. This is a new day of anointing. This is a new day of restoration. This is a new day of fresh ministry. Come on, does anybody believe what I'm preaching about? I know what I'm talking about. I, I, I pastor at church that I've been there two and a half years, and it, it went through some difficult moments. It went through some difficult days, and God's helping us to, to say, you know what, we, we, can't, we can't let our past become our identity. I thought about blind Bartimaeus when God healed him, and, and his identity was blind Bartimaeus. But you know what, now his eyes are open, now he can see, and if I was him and somebody said, hey, blind Bartimaeus, tell me the story of how you got healed, I would have said, well, wait a minute, I'm just Bartimaeus now. 
I'm not blind Bartimaeus. I'm just, I'm just Bartimaeus. You know what? We've all got a past. We've all got mistakes. And we've all uh, sometimes allowed the enemy to try and define us but by what we used to be. But you know what? I may not be what I want to be, but thank God I'm not what I used to be. And you know what? This is a fresh day of mercy. This is, a fre- this is the house of mercy. If there ought to be a place where people can come and say, hey, it's a new day. You get a fresh start. I don't care how many times you've fallen. Get up. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. And when I sit in darkness... See, his, his day started in darkness. But you know what? When I'm in darkness, the Lord is going to be a light unto me. Why? Because he's a God that works from day to night, that works from darkness to light. Come on, somebody. The sun is getting ready to come up in your life. Come on, does anybody believe that this is a day of revival for this church? Does anybody believe this is a day of provision for this church? Does anybody believe that this is a day of outpouring for this church? Come on, somebody's got to get up out of your dark place. Somebody's got to get up out of that void. Somebody's got to get up out of that place of, of, of whatever it is and say, God, the sun is getting ready to come up in my life. Come on, I think we ought to just take about 60 seconds and respond to the word of the Lord right now in faith. Come on, this is a day that the Lord hath made. You may have come in with problems. You may have come in with sickness. You may have come in with circumstance. You may have come in with something that is facing you. But understand, this is the day. This is the day. This is the day. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In this service today, all God's got to do is speak the word. I don't care what your sickness is. I don't care how far that backslider has gone. I don't care how, 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 how dire your financial situation is. I'm telling you, God can turn it around. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost here today. I've come to challenge the enemy that wants to come against our faith. And he's tried to, to, to minimize our confidence in God and minimize our confidence in what God can do. But I've taken you all the way back into the beginning where God doesn't need anything. He doesn't need resources. He, when we build a building, we have to say, where's the concrete and where are the two-by-fours? But all God has to do, he doesn't need anybody but himself. And all he's got to do is speak the word. And so when I say this, this is the day if he can speak the sun and the moon and the stars into existence in one day if he can create the atmosphere and the heaven and the earth if he can separate the waters from the land in one day what could God do in this day in your life hallelujah you've come too too late to tell me that God's not able to do anything my own father I remember him telling the story of a a man in his church, Brother Duran, he had been called to the hospital to go pray for him. And and, uh, as he got to the hospital and talked to the nurse, he realized that he had gotten there and they had already put a a sheet over him and and were waiting for the doctor to come and make the pronouncement that that he had died. He had been on life support. And uh, my, my father said, well, if you don't mind, the family's asked me to pray and could I just stand here for a moment and pray with him? And the nurse said, I don't see what it could hurt. My dad began to pray, and he reached under that sheet and grabbed Brother Duran by the hand. 
my father began to pray, and he said, Brother Duran, if you can hear me, I want you to squeeze my hand as he was praying. And as my father prayed for that precious man that was in his church, that man squeezed his hand as life came back into his body as God began to touch him, and God raised him out of that bed, and God God gave him many more years of his life. Come on, this is the day that the Lord hath made. This is the day that the Lord hath made. I remember getting a call from a man that was periphery person of our church. And it seems like it's, it's funny. People, they don't want anything to do with God until they get in trouble. But all of a sudden when they get in trouble, they know where to go. They know where to call. And, and, uh, but, I, but I went. And he said, you know what? My father-in-law, 50-something years old, had a brain aneurysm and was driving and wrecked a van and was in the hospital. I don't know that I've ever seen a man that was in more uh, uh, just just a difficult stage this brain had swelled and they'd had to lance his 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 head and and relieve the pressure and and just tubes and everything that were coming out of him and he said you know they're, they're wanting to pull the tubes off of him and and he said uh, we just want prayer for peace with our family I remember driving to the hospital and pastors are human we're not superman we don't walk into the deal and pull our coat off and have a big superman like we've got all the answers no we come humbly sometimes saying God if you don't move in this circumstance I don't know what's going to happen I remember God impressing me pray for his healing and so I was a little intimidated to be honest and I told the family I said I'm here to pray for you all you've requested I pray for peace but I serve a God that can heal and I didn't see angels I didn't feel chill bumps I just was being obedient to what I had felt like God had spoken to me and I began to pray for that man and I said God would you touch him God would you heal him Lord I I can't do anything but you can and you know what God touched that man and God raised him out of that bed it was two weeks later that my wife was at a birthday party at a little place that had birthday parties and there that man sat with his granddaughter enjoying his family and enjoying because God had raised him up. I'm telling you this is the day that the Lord hath made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Why? Because God is able to do anything. Does anybody have a need here today? Does anybody have an impossible situation? Does anybody have a circumstance you need God to move in? This is the day that God hath made. Come on, could we lift our hands all across this building right now? Would you reach your hands to heaven? Would you reach your hands to a God that can speak things into existence? Can you reach your hand to a God that works from evening to morning and from darkness to light? And He can bring anything. Weeping endures for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. 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 The musicians will come. I want to just conclude with one passage of Scripture, 2 Kings chapter 7, verses 1 and 9. 2 Kings chapter 7, verses 1 through 9. Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord, thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow, about this time, shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel. Two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. You, you've heard the story. The man of God said, in a 24-hour period, basically, tomorrow, about 
this time, something's going to change. Then a Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shall not eat thereof. You've got to be careful what you discount what God can do. Hello? Whenever there's a word of faith that is spoken, there needs to be agreement. When this pastor stands and says, I believe God's going to do this, there ought to be a, a swell. Because it's not him saying it. And the confidence is not in him. It's the confidence in the God that we serve. Tomorrow, about this time, things are going to change. And there were four leprous men at the entering of the gate. And they said one to another, why sit we here until we die? We say we will enter into the city then the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Now therefore come, let us fall into the hosts of the Syrians, and if they save us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. And they arose up, notice this, they arose up in the twilight. That time between nighttime and daytime. They arose in the twilight to go into the camp of the Syrians and when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria behold there was no man there for the Lord had made the hosts of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses even the noise of a great host and they said one to another lo the king of Israel hath hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us wherefore they arose and fled in the twilight while they were getting up in faith and I don't know if it was faith or not to say if we die, if we're going to die here, we're going to die. I think it was. In other words, I'm, I'm just going to do something. I want to tell somebody today, you've been sitting where you're at, and not just, not just in location, but maybe figuratively. Sometimes we get caught up in being in the place that we're at, and, and we just get to the point where it's hopeless and we don't do anything, but... What would happen today if you just take the chance and say, you know what, today I'm going to respond in the presence of the Lord. What if today I would just hear the word of God and say, tomorrow about this time things are going to change. I preached this message. There was a man in my church that he went to his job the next day. And every person on his job that was above him in seniority was fired from his job. Except for him. In a 24-hour period, things changed in his life, but he went from being the low man on the totem pole to being the top guy in his company because in 24 hours, things changed in his circumstance. These men, while they were arising at twilight, the enemy was leaving at twilight. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots, the noise of horses, the noise of a great host, and they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel hath hired against us the king. We read it, verse 7. Wherefore they arose and fled in the twilight, left their tents, their horses, their asses, even the camp as it was, and they fled for their life. When the lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went into one tent and did eat and drink, and carried thence silver and gold and raiment, and went and hid it. And came again and entered into another tent, and carried thence also and went and hid it. And then they said one to another, Listen, we do not well. This day is a day of good tidings. This day is a day 
of good tidings. And if we hold our peace and if we tarry until the morning light, some mischief will come upon us. Now, let's go come that we may go and tell the king's household. We've got the answer. We've got the testimony that something's changed and something's happened. We got up in the, in the twilight. We got up in that kind of nebulous zone between day and night in faith saying, hey, we don't know what's going to happen, but I refuse to stay where I'm at and I'm just going to step out in faith. And you know what? The word of God came true and what the prophet said, tomorrow about this time things are going to change. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost here today. I feel faith here today. What have you been facing? What have you been going through that God in 24 hours can turn it around? What are you facing right now that if you would just come with a fresh understanding that this is the day that the Lord hath made. He speaks worlds into existence. He speaks things that are so far beyond our imagination. Things that are taking nine years for somebody just to go by for a few moments and take a picture. How big our God is. That's what I'm trying to tell you today. You've got a big God that's able to do great things. Could we stand to our feet right now, lift our hands to heaven? Come on, I don't care what it is, how big, how small it is, but I, I want to challenge somebody, don't stay where you are today, but say, I'm going to step out in faith. I'm going to open this altar to somebody that maybe you're gonna, you've got a circumstance, a need, maybe it's physical, financial, circumstantial, relationship, whatever it is, who will be first? Come on, who will be first to step out and say, I'm going to respond in faith today. I'm going to claim this is the day that the Lord hath made. And I'm going to come and rejoice in it. Come on. Some are coming. Come on, would you come today? Come on, God's sent a word of faith. Tomorrow, about this time, things can change in your life. But you've got to come with an awareness and a fresh recognition that God is able. Come on, would you grab somebody by the hand? Would you come to this altar? If you've never been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, would you come today? Come on, if you need fresh mercy, would you come today? His mercies are new every morning. Come on, if you need forgiveness today, would you come to this altar? Come on, if you just need God to touch you anew and afresh, would you come today? Hallelujah. It's a new season. It's a new season.
altar you can just push forward I want us to push forward I want everybody that's a part of this church I want you to make your way if you can and you're physically able I want to just have one final closing prayer together Amen Hallelujah just come in as close as you can as close as you can. I want to just have one final closing prayer together. I told you when I started this message today, I, I've got a lot of sermons I can preach. I'm not here just to preach a fancy sermon, but I really came with a desire and a heart to impart something, impart faith. We're living in an hour, I believe, with all my heart. I mentioned it 
the enemy's doing everything he can to discourage our faith. Amen. He is. And I know this church is in a stretch and you're in a push and there's a lot of things that challenge our faith and we see dollar signs and we see the effort and I know this church is a busy church and I've already mentioned it. You are so blessed by the leadership that you have. You're so blessed. Sometimes in that stretch we can become weary and the Bible says be not weary in well doing but in due season you're going to reap if you faint not. See, it's there. It, it, it's out there. But sometimes the difficulty is between the promise and the fulfillment of the promise. Where the children of Israel missed it, they believed it in the beginning. They were excited. They got their clothes on. Let's go. But then in the middle sometimes is where we miss God. In the middle sometimes is where our faith is frustrated. But I have found that in the middle is where really God, he shows himself the strongest. Because anybody can get excited. We talk about revival and we talk about what God's going to do and we get excited about that. And then when the, the promise is fulfilled and we're, we're enjoying it and we see it, then anybody can celebrate that. But sometimes it, we've got to just hold on to our faith and say, you know what? Weeping endures for night, but joy is coming in the morning. And, and uh, it's a new season, and, and God's going to He's going to make the path straight, and He's going to put streams in the desert, and he, and we don't see it right now, but we got to keep proclaiming it. But I feel like God wants to give a fresh infusion of faith and strength. I have found that that God can sustain us in His presence sometimes more than 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 hours of sleep or whatever we we try and do to recuperate. But in His presence, God can pour into us. And I feel like right now, God wants to pour into this church. He wants to pour into this pastor and his wife, pour into this ministry. Would you just lift your hands right now? Come on, this is the day that the Lord hath made. I, I believe that in 24 hours, miracles can come out of this service. I believe that in 24 hours, that, that things could turn around. I believe that in 24 hours, that God, amen, could bring supply and bring provision for the vision. You know what? We can't just sit here. But somebody's got to get up in the twilight. Somebody's got to get up when the sun is, isn't even shining yet. Somebody has got to get up and say, you know what? I refuse to sit here any longer. I refuse to stay in the place that I'm at. I, I refuse to just take what I've been taking. But you know what? If I die here or I die there, what does it matter? But I'm getting ready to step out in faith. Come on, sir. Don't be afraid to do what God's challenged you to do. Come on, ma'am. Come on, get, get, get involved in ministry. Get back to the place that you need to be. Come on, let God refresh you today. Come on, would you lift your hands, your heart, your voice right now. It's a new season. It's a new day. Come on, God, refresh us, revive us. Would you just reach over and pray for somebody and encourage them right now. Come on, God's doing it today. God's helping us today. God's sustaining us today. God's empowering us today. Come on. It's a new season. Hallelujah. It's a new 